Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2, where we are just diving into some of my favorite texts or things I have had to rethink, or because I'm not always the quickest learner, I've had to relearn. And that is the focus of today's podcast, is a practice, the practice of repentance. It's not super sexy, if I can say it that way, but something that I have had to come back to slash have to habituate into my life, make it a habit. And I'm excited to share some of these moments, aha moments around repentance and what it means to do a U-turn in your thinking and in your heart when it comes to following Jesus. So let's get started. Have you ever had a moment where someone explained perhaps a new word that you hadn't heard before and they gave you the definition and you're like, I never, I never knew that, or I didn't know that word existed. And then suddenly afterward you hear that word everywhere or I right now am in the market for a vehicle and I've been doing some research and there's a particular type that I'm looking at and all of a sudden it seems like I see that vehicle everywhere. Have you ever had that moment? This is what it was like for me when someone pointed out that the entire New Testament, particularly Jesus in the Gospels, was coming to bring the kingdom. And when this professor actually, and it was it was university, pointed out that the entire New Testament was about the kingdom of God and the coming of the kingdom of God and what it is like to live in the kingdom of God, I actually couldn't see the New Testament from any other way. And it actually shocked me as someone who had read the Bible growing up, particularly felt like I was familiar with the Gospels, how I had missed something so obvious when it comes to understanding what it means to follow Jesus. And the reason that I bring this up today in one of the first podcasts of the series of what it means to follow Jesus and some of my favorites, or really what this podcast is about, is a regular practice that I have to keep coming back to in order to keep seeing that the kingdom of God exists everywhere if we're looking for it but I so often forget to look for it. And if I'm not looking for it, like I'm not, you know, like I'm looking for this new vehicle, then I actually can forget to see it. And so the simple truth that I have to keep practicing in my life or the simple practice, if you want to put it that way, is a word that Jesus declares in in Matthew 4, 17. The very first thing that happens after he gets baptized, after he is Um, he's had and experienced his temptation in the wilderness is he says this phrase, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, 
last week we talked about Jesus as the truth and the truth as incarnation. And if you didn't listen to that, I'd encourage you to go back to do that because I think this is going to help set up the series, but also I think it's going to help you understand, or I hope get a richer depth of understanding from this pot, this particular episode. But if, if there is a understanding of Jesus as a truth or learning about Jesus, understanding that truth isn't just information, but it's incarnation, then we have to live as Jesus walked. We have to learn how to live as Jesus lived. And this isn't just something that happens in theory Part of the learning happens in practice. I like how Eugene Peterson wrote that the Jesus way wedded to the Jesus truth brings about the Jesus life. I'll repeat that. The Jesus way wedded to the Jesus truth brings about the Jesus life. So just only learning about truth as we talked about as information or if we were only to instruct you in um, what it means to believe if you're a Christ follower then I think we are, are missing a critical component of, of discipleship. And I may have met, I did mention this last week. I think so much of discipleship has emphasized beliefs. But this week we're actually going to get into the necessity of, of discipling and working with and around your own heart. So when we talk about Jesus making this declaration, he says, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, the kingdom of heaven is so interesting there because this is the first declaration, kind of the first public statement he makes about his ministry. And in order to see the kingdom everywhere, if I want to say that it that way, I find in my own life, one of the things I have to constantly practice is repentance. Now, if that's the first step, I think it's worth clearing up. What is repentance? Because I think repentance today is often mistaken to mean that you express or regret, you express regret or sorrow, or it's to, you feel deep, deep grief about an action. But that doesn't get at the biblical understanding of repentance and the biblical definition. When I'm saying that, I'm not just saying that we've defined it differently. I actually think in, I actually know that in the Greek and Hebrew, there is uh, added understanding that I'm just going to read to you from one of my commentaries. To repent is to change one's life based on a complete change of attitude and thought concerning sin and righteousness. I'll repeat that. To repent is to change one's life based on a a complete change of attitude and thought concerning sin and righteousness. Another way of saying would be to to turn around, to pull that U-turn, as I have in the title there. I want to just draw your attention there. It requires both a change of heart, but also a change of mind. Now I have seen, I would say I experienced and maybe even tended to perpetuate a cycle of believing that we train people to become better Christ followers through the training of beliefs. And I have to confess that I do not think we have done a great job at also emphasizing that our hearts need to be changed. If you want to see the kingdom of God, if you want to recognize the kingdom of heaven in your life now, but also be able to live in it in the Jesus way, it only comes through repentance and repentance is a change of mind and a change of heart. Now, I think this is actually one of the most, if not the most 
anti-secular worldly perspectives and counterintuitive human nature actions. I don't think we easily like to change our minds. I think it is really difficult to change our hearts. And even if you think about probably your own journey, I know for mine, it is a lot of work to change my mind and let alone to change my heart. And then I think particularly today, our fleshly, you know, our kind of human nature is we like independence. We tend to be selfish and every day we're bombarded by narratives, stories, news that we don't need a change of heart or mind. In fact, actually the best thing for us is to figure out and make up our own mind and to understand our own desires and attraction. And that will allow us or lead us into the way that's right for us. And so I think we're living in a water that says change isn't necessary, self-discovery is. And that is simply not the way of the kingdom. Change is not necessary, self-discovery is. I think that is a lot of the water that we're swimming in. And I am not saying that self-discovery or self-awareness is bad. I just think that it gets in the way. In fact, I would say for my own life, I know it gets in the way if it is all about me just discovering who I am without any kind of attempt at change, I think it's problematic. I, I might even go so far as to say, you know, self-awareness um, without transformation is selfish. I think that there can be an emphasis on today. We have so many great tools and I'm a huge proponent of them. I coach with them. Like I love the Myers-Briggs. I love... Um, different like strengths finders. Um, I also will use the Enneagram selectively to understand ourselves. But if we do not understand that there is a change or transformation movement to happen, it's not just about self-discovery and leaning into just all of the ways that we have been made without any deference to Christ's intention for his people and what it means when he invites us to live in the kingdom. I think we're in real trouble. And I think a practice for me personally that has been very helpful is a daily practice of repentance. And we're going to talk about what that means because I think that repentance as a habit of a Christ follower is critical to remaining in the kingdom. So when Christ comes, he uses this word that starts his ministry. And I actually just want to read from a different version that I just have started to, I was recently published called the First Nations Version, an Indigenous Translation of the New Testament. I am, I'm just getting started on it, but it is just enriching my perspective on um, God's word through reading the language and the oral tradition of how First Nations might tell the story of of the New Testament. And I just want to read their translation of Matthew 4.17. From that time forward, Creator Sets Free, who is the name for Jesus, began to speak out. Here's the phrase. Creator's good road from above is close. It is time to change your thinking and begin your great journey. It is time to change your thinking and begin your great journey. Now, what I like about 
that translation is it gets at the change of thinking. When someone says repent, it honestly, like, where do you really use that word in today's language? So I like that it says a change of thinking. I perhaps think it missed at the change of heart. But let's just talk about repentance initially as a change of thinking. And when I say that, this is not just changing your mind for the sake of changing your mind. This is changing your mind or doing a U-turn in what your probably normal human perception or understanding of situations would be or perspective on the world and seeing God's perspective on things the way that he thinks about it. Now, I'm going to just say this, how this worked out for me personally. I think one of the the areas that I had to change my mind the most on, align it with God's perspective, was on my thinking of myself. There are ways in which I am still working out God's perspective on me as opposed to my own perspective on myself. And that has been a beautiful journey of understanding God's love for me. There is a narrative I think that I know I'm not the only one who who lives with this narrative of I'm not good enough or I've never done enough. And when I really had to change my mind on this, the point is that Jesus has done everything for me. So there is nothing I can or cannot do that changes his love for me. That is a change of mind for me. I am, you know, a person who tends to be very production oriented in terms of like performance and wanting to feel like I contribute and get value and I've done enough. And this is something I have, as a Christ follower, have had to continually repent of is finding myself falling into wanting to prove to to the Lord that I am worthy I've done enough to warrant the sacrifice of Christ. Oh, man, I just know that that breaks his heart because he looked at me and before I did anything, decided as per Romans 5, right, even while I was still an enemy, he decided that I was worth dying for. There is nothing that I did other than than God looked at me and, and decided that, that, that I was enough. And so there will be seasons in my life where I have to wake up in the morning and I have to tell myself, the phrase I like to to use is, I have to preach the gospel at my own heart. Particularly, I am enough. Christ has done everything for me. It's a really significant way of changing of thinking. So that is what I'm saying. I use that example to share with you. That is what repentance means. It's not just changing your mind for the sake of changing your mind. It is changing your mind to come into alignment with God's view of yourself, of the world, of the intended way of life. Now, the thing is, is I can believe that in my head, but we all know that (laughs) corrected beliefs, or if you want to call it right beliefs, don't necessarily equal a changed life. Right? We start somewhere and we, and we may know the thing that we need to think. We may know and recognize the areas that need changing and correcting our thinking. But how do we get it from into that heart? And that's where I think sometimes discipleship or spiritual transformation in the church has fallen short. We think that by pitching a vision, uh, this is God's truth in this situation and this is how we're intended to live. But like it's like, oh, how do I move it from my head to my heart? Because right thinking 
doesn't always mean right life. And I'll give you an example. Like we all know that sugar is not great for us. This is something that we know intellectually. Most of us probably have not, you know, gone off of sugar, even though we kind of know the effects of it. Uh, And I would even say, you know, to take it a step further, most of the time when counseling people, I oftentimes find, find that we, we, we have beliefs about ourselves that are not true. And maybe we work through some, some understanding of why we held those beliefs. And then we understand like, yeah, maybe we are invited to believe something different about ourselves, but the work comes, I think in that, in that stewardship of our heart. And it, and I think discipleship, perhaps our tendency to disciple, or I'm going to say this to, to talk about repentance as a change of beliefs only instead of a change of affections or a change of heart, we have missed out. And I think this, this critical understanding, I would hope today that as I'm sharing this with you of understanding that there's a stewardship to our own hearts. There's a really great author called James K. Smith in his book, Um, You Are What You Love, writes this. What if instead of starting from the assumption that human beings are thinking things, we started from the conviction that human beings are first and foremost lovers? What if you are defined not by what you know, but by what you desire? What if the center and seat of the human person is found not in the heavy regions of the intellect, but in the gut level regions of the heart? He goes on to argue that we, you are what you love because you lean towards what you want. If you are what you love and love is a habit, then discipleship or spiritual formation is a rehabituation of your loves. This means that discipleship is more a matter of reformation than of acquiring information. Discipleship or spiritual transformation say what it means to follow Jesus, Eugene Peterson, the Jesus way is more a matter of reformation than of acquiring information. So we kind of come full circle to our comment on the truth, that the truth isn't just, you know, a set of information. If it actually is a person, there's an incarnation, there is a change of a person that happens when you interact with the truth, as opposed to just learn it in your head. Augustine, an ancient church father, talked about um, his own disordered desires. If we understand that we are primarily worshipers, or even if you don't want to use the word, okay, is it first intellect or first heart? That's fine. I just believe that if there is a neglect of understanding that you are at your core a worshiper, that there is a battle for your heart as we go about what it means to follow Jesus and that repentance also requires a change of heart or attitude, as we write in our definition, coming into alignment with Christ and understanding and invitation to live as he he lived. We are missing out on a critical aspect of discipleship. So following Jesus doesn't simply mean you figure out what Christians believe But it also means an understanding that there is a heart inside of you that needs changing. And some would argue more than your own mind. So if we're going to see the kingdom of God, if we're going to begin to want to walk in the kingdom of God and to live that out, to grasp it, 
We have to have both our heart and our thinking changed. We have to have both our heart and our thinking changed. If you want to see the kingdom of God, it is a change of mind, but it is also a change of heart. It is a U-turn into alignment. And I'm saying U-turn because it really is oftentimes a complete 180 of my my human nature inclination. I think most of us would agree it's so fascinating looking at children, you know, from the time they're little, one of the first words they word is no, and they're not inclined to be generous or they, you know, tend to take things for themselves. So I think even at a young age, we see that there is a heart change or uh, a shepherding that is needed, a massaging, a training of a child's heart. And when we get to be adults, I think we learn uh, a more sophisticated way of perhaps an independent way of gaining our desires. So the reason I bring up repentance is that we, if we are going to pursue Jesus and you know, as we work through this podcast series where, where the Lord is just continue, continuously highlighting these texts to me, that will be some of them, or also things where I've had to have a change of mind into his alignment, into his perspective rather than my own natural perspective. We also need to pray about a change of heart. And the reason I want to end here is because if you leave a podcast or if you leave studying the word of God without addressing, and I I like the phrase for me, I've used just like preaching the gospel at your own heart. The heart is the hardest thing to change. You can't really change your own heart. I think we would like to believe we can. And to some extent, we can in terms of what we expose our heart to, how we influence our heart. And our heart is very much influenced by our beliefs and by the people around us. But I would say if you're going to embrace this journey that we're on together and keep coming back to don't take my word for it, open the Bible, but pray about the things that we've talked about in the day Then go after the word yourself to change your beliefs. But really when it comes to it, Think about your heart as a worship center and what is it about that about the podcast or the theme, whether you're listening to this or, or a sermon, where you might need to do a U-turn in your own heart about what you value or how you see yourself or how you see others. And so if we're going to look everywhere and be able to see the kingdom of heaven being near as Jesus declared, then a regular practice of a Jesus follower for the Jesus way, discovering the Jesus life, is to repent. A U-turn from our perspective, our beliefs, our way of seeing the world, our worship, and coming into alignment with God's view of the world. Let's talk nitty gritty. What does this look like? There is an amazing app called the Lectio 365 app that has an evening prayer. It's about eight to 10 minutes 
that takes you through a process of reflecting on your day. And this is really helpful because one of the things it practices is confession. And part of that is helping you to start to pay attention to areas in your day where your behavior or maybe it was even situation you found yourself in that didn't sit right or um, even as you're in the word perhaps or reminded of the word that you're like, oh, that behavior or the thought that I had there, you're able to go back and just reflect on what's that in alignment with Christ's vision for me, for the situation. And I don't think there's any shortcut. I think this has to be practiced as part of your daily routine of how, you know, you have your mind changed. You do that U-turn from the way you would think of things to Christ's perspective. And I love that they do it in this app through prayer because I think it's really critical that, that there is an engagement of the heart there. It's not just talking about what does, you know, God see or believe about the situation. It is also like, okay, what is the thing, the heart part of me that needs to change? I think that's a really great way. I think one of the things that is also helpful for me, and this is probably maybe scary, but if you have these moments where you're just thinking thoughts or have these feelings, I I say we are strongly, you know, in a culture day and age, maybe even personally, allow our feelings to really shape our reality, our experience and perspective of a moment or of a day. Call a friend. I think confess those things that are uh, feeling pulling you down. I think that so many times I've just said, I need to tell you something. And, it, and sometimes it's just like, I don't, it's not even necessary if you want to call it bad. It's just, I know that I need another voice speaking into my life and the freedom that comes from confession. Um, I think it can be scary. I probably could do a whole podcast on the freedom and confession because a lot of us don't practice it regularly. And I also think less liturgical churches this day, these days, we've, we've missed out on this, on this aspect of, of confession And when I say that, I mean like that's the repentance part of like, okay, I believe this thing. I'm sorry. Help me to align my thoughts and my hearts with your intentions. And so I would say get it to be a personal practice and you cannot align yourself with God's thoughts and God's heart without being in God's word. And so prayer and Bible study needs to be a regular practice of your day. But just for the simplicity, if you want someone to kind of take you through a very easy practice where that's just guided by someone else, the Lectio 365 app is a great thing. Then I would also just remind you that community is, this isn't just personal, we're all being transformed. And so to step into those relationships or places where you already have history and friendships and share with them maybe some of the things that you need a realignment of your thinking on because so oftentimes my friends see things and have faith for me in my life where I don't and their faith actually holds me up. So take it home, chew on this, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also, don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. 
Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe and also stay connected by finding us under the handle, The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.